Good morning, and welcome to the Business Leadership Live. It's Friday, the 6th of July, 2018. Thank you for joining us. I am your host, Edwin Frondozo. The Business Leadership Live is it's a live radio call-in show where I speak to business leaders, subject matter experts, and thought leaders to discuss latest innovations, current events, or even best practices that will help you personally and professionally grow. Excited today. My co-host is Catherine Bussman. She's an international marketing consultant. She's the head of, uh, you know, I apologize, but Verbacino, Verbacino, and the host of the popular, the worldly marketer podcast. Uh, How are you doing today, Catherine? I'm great, Edwin. Thanks so much for having me on your show. I'm very excited to to participate today. Well, I'm I'm happy to have you. I know you and I have known each other. I know I... uh, for those listening, Catherine was one of my first mentors when I was launching my podcast. She she openly shared her learnings as she grew her brand on uh, on international marketing and marketing to the world. So I'm forever grateful, Catherine, for sure. Well, and look at you now, Edwin. You're, you're doing so well with your podcast. So congratulations, and really won awards and everything. So so I'm I'm, I'm very excited for you. Well, you are the one that put me in the right direction, so I'm forever grateful. But uh, today, today I'm excited because you know we're talking about a little more about your expertise in terms of, and specifically why why marketing to global customers can take your business to the next level. So if you are tuning in live, the line is open. So be, if you're interested, we say something that sparks something. Just 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 join in. There's a button on the browser. And I'll, and I'll be happy to have you on. So with that, Catherine, let's just jump in. Why, why are you thinking or why is it so important for today's startup or small medium enterprises to, to take a global perspective? Well, because, I mean, the fact is whether we like it or not, we're all now living in a global economy. And it's a global marketplace. And a lot of that is due to the advent of, of course, you know, the Internet and mm-hmm. everything being online. So especially for digital companies, right, the companies where the product or service that they're producing, that they're offering is purely digital, uh, you're basically global from the get-go, whether you like it or not. And it's really up to you to leverage that. Uh, your competition is out there. And it's, it's global. It's all around the world. So... You know, if, if you don't get in front of an international uh, audience with, with your offerings and, uh, and start marketing to that, those international customers, your, your global competition will. It's as simple as that. So to, to be competitive in this day and age, you really have to think globally. You have to take an international mindset. And, of course, that doesn't mean, you know, going global, like selling everywhere to everyone right away. It just means uh, being strategic about... Uh, thinking about which international markets you might want to target very specifically and strategically, and then going from there. And it's it's, it's a great way to build your business. So for, for for the entrepreneurs I know in my network and people who are listening, you know, some of them are seasoned entrepreneurs, some of them are starting up. Like, take me in terms of, you know, that mind, that mind shift, because – People obviously know we've, I mean, you and I know we're connected to the world through Facebook, through the Internet. But why are not, why are these people or why why is there 
people are not even thinking global when it's just in their fingertips. Well, yeah, I think I think it's actually a bit more of a North American problem, shall we say? I think in North America we we tend to easily kind of stay in our little kind of English language bubble, and mm-hmm. we kind of assume. And it's you know North America is a big market, you know, make no mistake. But uh, you know the reality is. If you look at digital usage around the world, you know, the number of Internet users, active Internet users around the world, uh, North America accounts for less than 10% of those Internet users. And, and that percentage is actually shrinking because in North America, we've pretty much uh, maxed out, you know, our, our, um, our penetration rate in terms of Internet usage, whereas in other regions of the world, in Asia, in South America, you know, the Middle East, Africa, uh, Internet usage is growing constantly and, and, and uh, you know, exponentially because people are getting online for the first time, often on their mobile devices. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a whole new world for them, and, and they're in the majority. And, and frankly, <laughs> not everyone speaks English. <laughs> surprise, surprise. And even the people who do speak English as a second language, they still, and, and, you know, studies have shown that they still prefer to purchase from websites that are in their native language uh, because there's more trust there. There's better sort of comprehension and more trust. So, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's, uh, it's basically up to us as North American entrepreneurs to recognize that fact, to see the opportunity, to see it as as a as as a good opportunity for growth, and not be afraid of it. It, it just it just means that we now have to uh, take the next steps in terms of our marketing and uh, how we how we offer our products or service. So, I mean, that's really interesting. I never really thought of that way, and maybe I'm stuck in that bubble of uh, being a North American uh, a North American marketer. But I mean, I have this perspective that yes, I I, I, I mean, I have a English brand, I have a product that I sell in uh, a telecommunications product that I sell into North America, which is English. But my perspective, and correct me if I'm wrong, Catherine, is you know, in North America, I could probably sell it more anything than the rest of the world. Is that true in terms of our mindset in terms of selling international? Like, I'll get the best dollar. I, I could sell the most. You know, I could sell this product more expensive or get, get you know, higher value in, in North America. Well, not necessarily because, like I say, the numbers are elsewhere, not in North America. And mm-hmm. and so, you know, and North America is already pretty saturated. There's a lot of competition, like right here in North America, whereas the opportunity to market to uh, international customers in their language, on on their on their terms, basically, uh, you know, to, to their standards. Uh, there's there's huge opportunities there because uh, it's it's still a growing market and so um, you know the key is to start thinking in terms of okay where 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 does where do you have to invest you know what does it mean for your marketing strategy for instance your your content strategy so you probably already have you know content marketing that you're doing for your local market and that's great that's a good starting point so you probably have some content that you can repurpose. But depending on which markets you're going to, you know, target first, uh, chances are you're going to have to invest in some professional translation services, you know, to starting with your website, actually, to make your website um, available in other languages. And, and not every language under the sun, but, you know, strategically, certain languages for the markets that you're going to be targeting first. 
And which markets are those going to be? Well, that that will depend on on your analytics, right? Sometimes you can just tell from your from your website analytics where you're already getting international customers from to your website. And so, you know, but what do they do when they get to your website? Are they able to navigate it? Are they able to purchase from you, or do they just kind of go away again because there's nothing much they can do there? Yeah, like where would that start in terms of analytics? Because it sounds like. These are things that you could buy digitally or products. Uh, it wouldn't be, I mean, I, I'm only going to assume if you're a consultant, maybe it's a different type of product and what, you know, they're, they're viewing more pages or your content that way. But like, if I have this ton, a ton of traffic coming to my site, um, and depending on the product, I guess I'm looking at like how long they're staying. They may not necessarily be buying something, right? They could be just getting to the content, you know, content, content, Contact Edwin page, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's 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 really understanding the traffic, right? Yeah, exactly. And and where where are they coming from? Like geographically, right? You can mm-hmm. you can tell just from your Google Analytics where your traffic is coming from. So you know, take a look, see see what other countries uh, your visitors to your website are coming from, and and how they're finding you, right? Uh, these are all things you can find out through just through simple Google Analytics, and and then based on that, I mean, you can you can tell, right? Maybe there's already some interest in what you're offering coming from certain countries and that's that's a clue as to where you might want to expand internationally first and, and so, just, you know your your translation dollars for instance that's that's very interesting and i mean for you and i and this is maybe a little more for myself if i were to look in my my podcast brand for example it's all in english and i don't know if i would translate like it'd be almost impossible to translate you know, the interviews, but I see traffic coming from a lot of part of the world, right? So mm-hmm. when would it make sense or for you looking at me or you having your own English sort of speaking podcast, how would you take your product and take it internationally? Yeah. I mean, it's in, I'm talking more about sort of, you know, software as a service or apps mm-hmm. or yeah. you know, people who produce digital products that basically you're not shipping a physical product anywhere. You're, you're, Okay. People can purchase whatever it is through your website, and mm-hmm. and so at that point, you know, depending on what it is, uh, it might be of great interest to someone in other countries if you if you are able to translate that for them, like whether it's an app or some sort of um, you know uh, e-course or some sort of um, webinar or uh, you know any kind of digital product that that could translate into another culture and in another language. Um, it's it's just a matter of making it available in, in that language. And then also, of course, uh, it's it's often not enough to just translate the language itself. You also have to look at the um, the cultural connotations, you know, and so you you need to adapt it a little bit also for for the local culture. And there there are professional uh, services people who that's that's what they do. That they're localization experts. And they will help you adapt your content into um, a format that's appropriate for other cultures, and right. that might mean tweaking some of the images, for instance, right? If, right. If, uh, if it's not appropriate, or if it's it doesn't quite resonate for whatever reason in another uh, culture, well, then maybe you need to invest in creating some new images, or you know okay. what have you. But um, so there's lots of elements to localization, but it's it's definitely an investment. And uh, you, you should see it that way. You shouldn't see it as a cost. You should see it as an investment. 
And it's also, you know, playing the long game. It's not going to, you know, give you ROI overnight, right? It's it's just like marketing to your local market. It, it takes a while to to uh, show results. No, that's really interesting. And I, I want to dig a bit more into that, Catherine. But if you're tuning in, we are um, discussing why marketing global customers can take your business to the next level. And if you're interested or you have a question, uh, feel free to join us. Hit the button and and you could join myself and Catherine on the call live. But when when you talk about these localizations, and you might be now talking more specific to to you know really opening up new markets, like what specifically? Maybe I'll ask two questions and and I'll get you to answer it. What makes more sense for for the listeners? Is what would you know what's involved in marketing your product, like specific to a specific specific local market and do you have a very good that might help tell a story like a good story like maybe it was uber coming into spain like how did they do that or or like mm-hmm. like how like these are the brands that i see yeah do this i mean international when, global like fast right mm-hmm. yeah, yeah i mean there, there's so many brands right now that uh, are impressive in how they've managed to expand internationally i mean one one of my favorite uh uh, apps, I guess, is uh, Spotify, right? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a huge fan, but they're Swedish, right? Not not uh, not everybody realizes that they're a Swedish company, but they are. That's where they got started, and now they're everywhere in the world. And of course, you know, depending on where you're located, you're going to be using the interface in your local language of, of your choice, right? So everything that you navigate through when you're using Spotify. All that had to get translated at some point, and it's available in I don't know how many languages now. Another great example of a, of a digital service um, with with some actual real production now involved on, at the front end is uh, Netflix, right? They've, mm-hmm. They're a huge international success, and they've actually started creating uh, custom content Preach. for the different markets where they are, right? So if if you're if you're in uh, in Canada, you know they're they're now helping to create Canadian-based uh, you know shows, and if if you're in Spain, there's, there's Spanish uh, offerings, and if you you know and you can watch them from elsewhere too. But like the point is, they're they're actually creating content that local people will want to consume. It's not like they're using so generic, let's say American shows, and then just mm-hmm. translating them for for everybody else around the world. They're really creating shows for people where they are, you know, Korean, Japanese, what have you, right? Uh, so French, that people yeah. yeah, so that people will uh see themselves reflected in, in the in the selection of content that's that's on offer. So tell me, I mean those are those are amazing. I mean those are brands that that uh everyone could recognize when you talk mm-hmm. about Spotify and then Netflix and and I'm not sure you may have even talked to folks in the organizations who open up different markets, but can you maybe super high end, high level, but how, how would, how did Spotify, how would Spotify open up different localized markets and, and how did they do it to, to be successful? Like it was duplicated. Do they have internal people? Do they have offices at all these countries? Like, like what, what are they doing and how do they assess that? Well, I mean, they definitely have, um, you know, a global marketing strategy, and they they work with localization companies that help them uh, create the interfaces that they need to to offer, you know, the the Spotify app in in all these different uh, mm-hmm. languages and, and countries. And so, um, 
you know, and and depending on the country where you are, you know, they'll they'll suggest certain uh, playlists. You know, for if you're in Canada, there's there's a Canada Day long weekend playlist kind of thing. So so it's it's they they have people in country, and all, all these companies that have made localization part of their recipe for success have people in country who who know the local market who can. Who can? There, there are either people who work directly within the Spotify organization, mm-hmm. or they consult for them, right? Who, uh, so they're either in-house or or it gets outsourced. But either way, they have experts, in-country experts who know the market and who can advise the company on what kind of content would resonate with with the local market and and would uh, you know drive the sales. And uh, so. You know, another another example, actually, since we're in yeah. Toronto, um, you know, I don't know if you use FreshBooks, but I'm 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 I actually use FreshBooks for my accounting, and uh, they're based in Toronto, and they have just uh, recently, I just got an email, you know, the, the latest kind of FreshBooks news, they've just added a bunch of new languages um, to their capabilities, so they now have their interface available in, in gosh, I, I can't even remember how many languages, but I, I was quite impressed. I thought, wow. You know, I should get one of them on my podcast soon. You need an interview. Yeah, I mean, because the N that's not using the word correct. I'm using the word is N. It's fresh in their mind. (laughs) (laughs) How they just did it. I mean, I mean, that's really fascinating in terms of like, I mean, it's it's, for me, it's mind blowing just thinking about what the type of work uh, to do. But I mean, if you if you're just tuning in, we are discussing why market. Marketing global customers, marketing to global customers could take your business to the next level. So, Catherine, for those listening, what are some good resources if if they are, I mean, the stakeholders or there's someone looking to get expand the business mm. internationally now? Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> uh, it's a bit self-serving to say this, but a good place to start, <laughs> I think, it honestly, is uh, my podcast, which is mm-hmm. the Worldly Marketer Podcast. Uh, I started it two years ago, and uh, it's a weekly podcast normally. I'm, I'm, I'm slowing down my production schedule a little bit for the summer months, but uh, but normally it's it's a weekly podcast. It's an interview format, and so every week I, I interview a different uh, expert from the the area of uh, you know the the world of global marketing, sort of in the most the widest kind of sense of the word. So so I'll have uh, localization experts, international business experts. Uh, in, intercultural communication experts, you know, uh, trade experts, uh, all kinds of different experts who can speak to, you know, what it takes to go global, right, in the digital age, and 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 also speak to the fact that even small small companies, small brands, startups, can be global from the get-go if they have the right mindset and take the right strategies. So so every interview is kind of full of great tips and and resources uh that people can look up and um you know all the show notes are on my website verbicino.com mm-hmm. and so um it, you know there's there's links to all the the things that we refer to on each episode the the resources that people um can share with the listeners so that's a good that's a good uh place to start um you know there's here in Canada of course there's lots of uh, support for for companies wanting to expand internationally. So you know, starting with um, Export Development Canada, you know, which is at uh, edc.ca. Uh, there's the World Trade Center Toronto here in Toronto, which uh, is at wtctoronto.com. It's, mm-hmm. it's basically the the trade services arm of the Toronto Regional Board of Trade. 
Um, there's also the Forum for International Trade Training, uh, which is, uh, their website is fit, F-I-T-T, for trade.com. And they're actually based in Ottawa. And they have lots of online courses for people interested in, in learning about, um, you know, more about international trade and getting certain certifications that they offer. Um, the Localization Institute um, is, is a great resource as well. They're based in the States. So they're at localizationinstitute.com. Uh, if uh, if one of the things you're looking for now that you know I've convinced you that you you need to start translating your website into other languages or yeah. at least French French yeah. letters, um, there's a my my affiliate partner uh, in Circa Translations Inc. is mm-hmm. is a great resource uh, there here in Toronto, but uh, they're uh, they're a translation and localization agency and uh, uh, they're great to work with. So I, I would recommend. Uh, you know, uh, getting going to their website if, if you need a quote, for instance, for anything. They're very easy to work with. Um, Tanya Sapti is is the contact there. She's the founder and CEO. So that's at circatranslations.com. And uh, yeah, lots lots of great data out there for anyone who wants to know more about you know digital usage around the world. You know, just to convince yourself that. Uh, uh, North America is just a drop in the bucket now of you know digital usage around the world, and so if you want some stats, uh, some current stats on on who's using the internet, how you know on which social media and that type of thing, uh, there's some great resources like kepios.com, k-e-p-i-o-s.com. That's uh, my friend Simon Kemp's uh, website, and he he's uh, great at uh, gathering uh, data on a regular basis, on a quarterly basis, actually, but the latest global stats on internet usage and globalwebindex.net is also a really great resource they're a market research company that specializes in uh, uh yeah internet usage around the world and and uh, who's using the internet for which purpose and what they're looking up and you know, so so for market research it's a great resource no that's great Kevin thank you i mean that that, that was a lot i wrote down i tried to write down as many but I guess for, for the listeners, as we are talking about global, you know, discussing why marketing, marketing global to global customers can grow, grow your business. If you have any questions on the resources, um, that Catherine just mentioned, Catherine, how could we get a hold of you or where can we find more information about you? So, so I'm, I'm on Twitter a lot, so you can always reach me through Twitter. Other, mm-hmm. uh, I actually have three different handles. I have my personal one, which is Catherine Bussman. Sorry, at Catherine Bussman. Uh, there's my business handle, which is at Verbacino. And then I have a separate handle for my podcast, which is uh, at Worldly Marketer. But if if you go to my website, verbacino.com, and that's spelled B-E-R-B-A-C-C-I-N-O.com, you can you can find links to everything. And there's, there's a, a tab for my podcast. And if you click on that, you'll see all the episodes there's like 111 episodes now wow. and counting so <laughs> so you can uh, see That's what the different uh, topics are that we've covered over the last couple of years and uh, you know binge listen <laughs> no that's <laughs> and, great and feel free to contact me yeah through the contact page that's awesome well Catherine, it's been it's been a pleasure thank you for co-hosting and i know i know we were just in you know just scraping the top of globalization and thinking about you know taking your business, but it's definitely that mind shift, right? Um, Catherine, for us to entrepreneurs and international marketers or, or, you know, marketing business leaders, they need to really think about, what what did you say, that North America is just a drop in the pan? 
Yeah, I mean, it's, there's just uh, there's a world of opportunities out there, and if if you limit yourself to a North American market, uh, you're not doing yourself any favors as a business. So, so start thinking more internationally. Uh, that doesn't mean sort of launching yourself out there for everyone and everything, but you you need to start thinking about where you could expand first, and then next, and then next, and and uh, it's. That's how you can grow your business to whole new levels that you would not have been able to otherwise. Well, that's perfect. Well, thank you again, Catherine, um, for joining us today, for co-hosting the Business Leadership Live. For those listening, the Business Leadership Live is 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 a almost daily. I call it an almost daily show. It's every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I invite business leaders um, to you know, thought leaders, subject matter experts, just to really talk about different subjects that can help you professionally and personally grow in your business. But if you haven't done so yet, I'm also the host of the Business Leadership Podcast, where I sit down with business leaders to discuss their personal journeys and their experiences of business leadership. And those episodes are dropped every Tuesday. You can listen to it on iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, or, or really wherever you listen to your podcast. But that's a wrap. It's Friday. So everyone, enjoy your Friday afternoon and have an amazing weekend. Um, Edwin signing off.